So you just met a guy or a girl and you're instantly in love. They're physically attractive, they're funny, and they seem to love God. Even your friends agree. They've got to be the one, right? Stop. What Pity and I would like to talk about today is what it means to, to find the right one and what love really is. Right. Marriage is really the most important decision you'll be making in your life apart from actually choosing to follow God. It impacts our callings. It impacts what our abilities will actually be way after we're married. It impacts whether we actually fulfill the goal in our life of what marriage is supposed to be. Marriage is supposed to be number one above all else about building God's kingdom and glorifying his name. Mm -hmm. And if marriage does not accomplish that, we have we are we are squandering and we're wasting our time. So this teaching is incredibly important mm -hmm. because we want to talk about like Christina said mm -hmm. about what what do we need to look for in someone mm -hmm. so we can make this biggest decision of our life almost as as well as possible and not fall into being misled by feelings, being misled by um, this this honeymoon love experience, or even what we, we're going to talk about what are good confirmations, what are good things to to see um, to look for, and mm. what are red flags to also look for. And exactly what it comes down to to start this kind of like rewind is before we start looking for someone, we should rather stop and pause. Before we start looking for a relationship, we should ask ourselves, how is our relationship with God? Because if we don't have a good relationship with God, that will affect and influence our any other relationship that we have and that we pursue. So if you're not yet in a relationship, I would like to encourage you to strengthen your relationship with the Father. Spend that quality time with him, that intimate time with him in prayer and worship and studying his word that he's given for your encouragement and also to give wisdom in all of our decisions in life, especially in regards to choosing a life partner. Right. We all have cups and this cup can be filled by only one thing and that is relationship with God. That is fulfillment by him and him alone and oftentimes we try and fill our cup with we think that it can be filled with other things we get ideas we get ideas like having a boyfriend or a husband that will fill that gap in that cup that was actually only meant to be filled by god and then we get a husband one day and we and he starts filling it and, and we and but but no matter how much he does he we are never satisfied and fulfilled in our hearts and we put a burden on this husband to fill a cup he was never Never meant to fill because it was always meant for God to do and so we need to make sure that our hearts are right before God we are looking we have already filled our cups with the father before even we look at like someone else uh, whether it's a, a finding a wife or a husband and because then we'll find true happiness because now they're not going to try and make us happy. We're going to be happy before we get there and they're going to, we can be happy together with them. Right. We need to stop chasing people or things to find that acceptance, that fulfillment or that love, but rather go to the, he was the author of that acceptance who accepted us even when we were sinners who died for us, for Yeshua. And he is the author of love because God is love and he desires to show us what love is so we can see what love is and that we become, become love as well in our own lives. 
And now then once we are fulfilled and we feel like our relationship with God is solid, mm -hmm. what is then important is that when we find someone or we see someone that we think may be, you know, the one, we need to make sure that we receive confirmations on this. We need to make sure that this person meets certain criteria mm -hmm. and that we also are ready in certain areas of our life. For example, we need to make sure that this person is actually being approved of by our parents. God has given our parents um, a special gift where they have a special gift of discernment mm -hmm. in, in discerning who we will one day marry and whether that person, the person we were, we are looking at is actually a good fit for us. And so it is important that if we find a, a possible husband, a possible wife mm -hmm. to bring them and have them meet our parents. And this goes really both ways, whether you're a guy or a girl, so that there is that um, there is that relationship that starts to be built even before the actual marriage covenant is made. Mm -hmm. And so the parents have um, peace about it. And if the parents do not have peace, and this is important, brothers and sisters, if the parents, they don't have peace about a a, uh, a man or a woman that you're looking to marry, that's a massive red flag. That's a massive thing to take a step back mm -hmm. and be like, well, why? And, and really, too, it's important to then ask them, why, mom, dad, why are you unsure about this person? And then they can give you good wisdom and guidance on this. And, you know, just on this, I found that it's crazy that even parents who aren't necessarily as maybe you feel as spiritual as you are or as mm -hmm. religious as you are, mm -hmm. they want the best for you and they still have discernment worthy mm -hmm. of your attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like PD just said, it's really important that we seek the wisdom and the counsel of our parents and also those who we respect that are spiritually mature. And we have the great example of a king of Israel, Rehoboam, in Second Chronicles chapter 10 who sought the counsel of those who were spiritually mature, the elders. But then it says he rejected the counsel and rather went with the counsel of his peers. And the counsel and the advice that they gave caused massive bad um, results from that. A lot of bad things happened because he listened to the counsel of his peers instead of those who were wise, who were spiritually mature. And so I really encourage you that if you're in a relationship or if you're interested in pursuing something like this, really get that, that counsel and affirmation from your parents and from those that you respect who are spiritually mature because it will help. So like Rehoboam went to get advice from his peers, from his friends and those he hung out with probably. You know, we also, it's really easy for us to go to our friends and say, hey, what do you think about this guy or this girl? And the problem is that with those who are our same age, they don't have that same spiritual maturity and wisdom that often comes with those who are a little bit older that will give that wisdom through the experience of years through our parents, whether it be like I mentioned earlier, those who are older than us, who we respect and are spiritually mature. So in the same way, it's really important that we don't rely on confirmation from our friends. We can talk to them, of course, and they can give good advice, but we don't rely alone on their confirmation or their advice. Now, what if your relationship with your parents isn't that great though? Well, oftentimes what can be a draw for us when we are looking for someone, especially in this kind of instance, if our relationship with our parents or our family members isn't that great, is that we are looking for someone to escape out of our current situation, which can be a problem because if we're so focused on running away from something, we're not focused on what we're running into, which can be worse. 
what we really should focus on first is running to Yeshua first and foremost because he's the one who gives that fulfillment and that acceptance and that love and he will also give us the wisdom so that we can make the right decisions in this area right you could easily even tie this in with you know having had a bad relationship and then running away from the trauma Mm -hmm. and the things Mm -hmm. out of that relationship directly into a different one because you think that this other Mm -hmm. relationship is going to take the pain away Mm -hmm. or it could be a thing of rebellion against parents where your heart is angry towards your parents or towards anyone and you want to actually get back at them with Mm -hmm. with going to someone else running into a marriage or whatever else without their insight at all, without their advice, tossing them aside. And this all really, uh, these are things that we need to make sure our hearts do not possess. We don't have any of this on our heart because if we enter a marriage with this baggage, to be honest, that's what it is, is baggage. If we enter a marriage with that, we are unfair towards that person. And we are going to, we are setting the marriage up for a lot of suffering down the road. And the first week, the first month, that honeymoon period of the relationship may go really well and may feel wonderful but once things settle down and real life sets Mm -hmm. in all the trauma and things you had you'll notice it doesn't go away it's still there and this relationship you thought would solve your issue and your pain is actually not helping at all in that way right because we entered the relationship with the wrong foundation we were running into it to get away from something else and so we just need to check ourselves and check our motives um, and just our heart as well And ask for the Lord's guidance Um, and just to be so confident and familiar with his voice from that personal Mm -hmm. relationship with him that we will know if he is saying to that, you know, that is the person, that is the guy, that is the the woman or hold back, you know, draw closer to me and restoring perhaps even the relationships if possible with your family or with your parents before you pursue something else, pursuing Mm -hmm. relationship with him first. Yeah, and if you really think about what this comes down to is if you are pursuing a relationship Mm -hmm. and you've missed that primary goal we talked about, Mm -hmm. if you're not going into this relationship primarily to glorify God Mm -hmm. in His kingdom, you're in essence going into this relationship for your number one, for your own happiness, for your own fulfillment, for your own joy and things. And those things, happiness, fulfillment, joy, yes, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if the primary reason is not God and his kingdom, but you've got some other motives behind it, then yeah. that is the danger. And that is really where mm-hmm. most of the issues that we're even discussing here today mm-hmm. is going to come, be coming down to. Right. And another thing that also can play into when we're looking for someone in a relationship, we can sometimes look for something or someone because we don't feel worthy. And so that the person we are looking for, we're ready to take anything whatever and whoever is willing to give it to us because we don't feel worthy of anything better. But I'd like to also caution you because when we feel lack of worth in who we are, what we're pursuing isn't love and what we'll receive will not be love, will not be biblical, will not be good love, true love. And it will cause pain, it will cause regret in the end. So when really the focus is that God is love. If we have that strong relationship with the Father, He will guide us. He will help us to see what love is according to the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 13 is a great litmus test that goes through what love should look like so that we can see love in others. Are they walking in love? And that we can become love. And also, I just want to encourage you, 
finding that worth in ourselves. You are made beautiful. You are made worthy. God has given you such amazing calling on your life. He gifted you with talents, with skills, and with mm. interests and passions you alone can pursue and a calling that you alone can walk in to change your portion of the world. Do not sell that or just get rid of that for the sake of one person who says they love you. Really go back to the Word of God. Be so familiar with the Father's voice so that you can follow His direction, especially in this important decision. Exactly. It's His love that you need. You need to understand that He does love you. You need to understand He did make you with love and He made you beautiful, like Christina said. So when you actually do understand and number two, believe that, then you don't need someone else to validate you. You know, it's, then the whole self, lack of self-confidence thing gets sorted out before you get to someone else to try and fix that because no one can fix that. That is something that you need to fix with your relationship with God. Right, so like Petey says, God has a beautiful plan for your life. Don't lower your standards for someone who says they love you, but look for someone who will build you up and encourage you and love you like Yeshua loves you. Exactly. And so next we want to talk a little bit about um, confirmations and more specifically, you know, the, you know, oftentimes I've, mm -hmm. I've even received emails about people who maybe receive a dream or, you know, someone else gets a dream and now this is, this dream has shown that this is the person they need to marry or, you know, um, they had these feelings and these feelings indicate this is a confirmation. This is the one I need to marry. We need to talk a little bit about confirmations because oftentimes yeah. We can really be led by our feelings. We can mm -hmm. be so infatuated with love and feel so in love with a person that we, to be just put it plainly, we like to make up confirmations mm -hmm. and read things into things mm -hmm. that simply aren't really there to validate our position, even if in our hearts we know this person isn't exactly right for us. You know, God calls us to be equally yoked with the one we marry. That means that they need to be on the same um, spiritual level mm -hmm. uh, as, as, what we, as we are. And so, for example, you know, if someone has a dream, you know, if I had a friend and he, and he had a dream that I need to marry Christina, right? Um, it's, that's not going to be the only thing that I can go on. If I, someone has a dream, that's great. Okay, cool. There's a dream that... That can be, draw my attention, but I can't say I, someone had a dream or I had a dream. God showed me this is the one and, and now I have to marry her. There, We have to test things double and God will easily give more, more and more confirmations if we inquire of him to do so for us. And these confirmations are supposed to be over a period of time, not well, I got three confirmations uh, today, so it should be the, you know, God's given a stamp of approval. It rained today, and I asked God that it should rain today, therefore it must be the one. It needs to be confirmation upon confirmation upon confirmation from multiple sources over a longer period of time. Right, and so I want us to look at what are a few good actual confirmations. Yeah. You know, dreams are, the, the, the thing with dreams are is Satan can give dreams too. Mm -hmm. Um, we, it's really like in the air kind of things. We need, we need to always test dreams with some solid confirmations in the physical realm that we can actually see and pinpoint. Mm -hmm. For example, it's no use you got a dream about marrying a guy or a girl, but they are not, they're lukewarm and they're not sold out for the father. So that's bring us, brings us to one of the first things is, is that this person, they need to be sold out for mm -hmm. God. And that means they need to be on fire. They need to be like, God is what they live for. They can't be 
kind of just dragging this thing around uh, along or you know they need to have had a relationship with God before you ever even came on the picture they shouldn't just be having a relationship with God because you pitched up now suddenly they go to church now suddenly there's this uh, relationship with God they have if if they're only coming to God and going to church because you came on the scene they'll stop reading their bible and praying and going to God when you are pitched up and you're here and they're married you and things have sailed in it goes back down to what the whole purpose of marriage is what a relationship is all about like PD said in the beginning it's about coming together to further God's kingdom together so if he's lukewarm or if she's lukewarm and they're maybe kind of doing things because you're doing it and they maybe want to impress you, that's not the good foundation you want to start a marriage on. And it's not enough to even, I would venture to say, you know, if you're watching this video, I trust that you have decided to follow mm -hmm. Yeshua, the Messiah. You have picked up your cross and you've said, I want to walk like him. If mm -hmm. that is you, you need to find someone like that. Yes. You're not going to go for someone who just says they're a Christian. You're not going to go for someone who just even studies theology mm -hmm. or someone who just you know, has this appearance. What you want to do is you want to find someone who has a walk mm. that has good fruit, a walk that has fruits of the spirit, love, patience, kindness, self-control, all of these fruits of the spirit that is evident in their walk. You know, it's kind of funny. We've I've many times seen people who you would think, you know, they're teaching the word of God. Mm. They're maybe they're a pastor. Maybe they're, you know, they've got all these appearances. Mm. Maybe they even travel the world to spread the gospel. But if you mm. dig underneath and you get to know them, mm. they're not displaying the fruits of the spirit. So that is it means nothing to say, Lord, Lord, I love you. If we don't have the mm. actual works that are good fruit unto him. And that is someone you want alongside you. Mm. How, how, why would you want to marry someone who isn't going to get excited to go spread the gospel with you or marry someone who's going to not mm. treat you if you're a woman like Christ treats his bride or if you're a man how you if you're not going to find a woman who will honor you and honor God as she honors her husband the reason why we get married and pursue a relationship like we said is to spread his kingdom so we need to be able to find someone who we're equally yoked with and not settle or lower our standards just because we need that acceptance or that fulfillment or that love because if we wait on his perfect time he will bring if it is his will someone who is in his perfect plan for us that we can run alongside together to further his kingdom mm. and it will be beautiful and you'll be so glad you waited exactly and and i think you know on the waiting thing i think many people are um maybe you have someone who's mm. around right now that you're you know maybe you're looking maybe we'll marry one day or whatever mm. but they're not there you know you know mm. that they're not there you know it's not i'll just tell mm. you like it is it's not worth it waiting for this person to mm. one day come along if mm. god has actually ordained you to mm. marry someone who is on the same level because guess what he did that is what god has said in his word he said go for mm. and be around people not even just who you marry, but even friends, be around people who you're equally yoked with. Mm -hmm. What fellowship does light have with darkness? So if someone is a lukewarm, they call themselves call a Christian, but if, if they're lukewarm, there is no use sticking around them and thinking, well, what if I find no one else? And then you settle for less because you're afraid that you'll never find anyone who who's as nice as they are, who you, or who will love you as much or who you love as much. 
those are, to be honest, lies from the enemy because God, that's that's not believing in the promise of God that he has brought someone. If you have a desire in your heart to marry, that's there because of God. And that means that he has ordained someone for you to marry who will be able to to fill you up and in, in where you lack and where you can fill where, where you're strong. Right. Where you're strong, he might be in an area that you both can lift each other up, basically, where he's strong, where you're strong, you can both lift and build each other up in the Lord. But I want to encourage you also, if you're still in that single area of your life, run after the Father, because if you're running after him, he'll make sure that you notice when there's someone else running after him and they're in the same place. Because you'll look over, because you're running after him, you'll look over and be like, wait a second. He's running after the Father just like me, or she's running after the Father just like me. And his spirit within you will let you know because your focus is on God and the other person's focus will be on God as well. Yeah. And you see, if your focus is not on God, number one, but rather on just finding this person, Mm -hmm. you're going to be so focused on this person that you're going to miss what he Mm -hmm. needs to look like because you haven't been looking at God. Because if you if you're a woman and you look at God, you know what your man is, the characteristic your Mm -hmm. man is supposed to have. If you're a man, the same thing. So we need to be Mm -hmm. focused on God as individuals first, and then God will give us discernment. Yes. And one of the characteristics that Yeshua has and that we should look for in a life partner is someone who walks in humility, not arrogance, not pride or boastfulness, but that humility, because that's how Yeshua walked, who was willing to be a servant, even though he is going to come back and reign as king, but he was willing to wash even his disciples feet. And we need to look for someone who has that same servant's heart like Yeshua, because that is the definition of a true leader who will be able to, especially as a husband, lead the home according to scripture and to water you with the word of God because he is humble, because he is willing to be a servant. But also I would encourage you, no matter if you're a man or a woman, to walk in that humility yourself, to become that, to become that servant following in the example of Yeshua. Right. If you enter a marriage with humility and the other person Mm -hmm. has humility, you're like most of the way there already Mm -hmm. because marriage is going to be something that's going to demand both people Mm -hmm. to make sacrifices and to be to humble themselves Mm -hmm. for each other, to serve each other, etc. And these things cannot happen Mm -hmm. if there is pride, if there is selfishness, Mm -hmm. if there is self-seeking and all Mm -hmm. these things that are contrary to the nature of Christ. So we need to put on his nature so that we can, because that's what marriage is. He says, Paul talks about the secret and he says, marriage is this picture between Christ and his church. So this crazy love that there is, we need to have a picture of in our marriage. So the only way you're going to do that is if you've got the humility that God has, that Yeshua Christ had when he was here. And so on that, it is also important to make sure that your callings then are in line. You know, not only have the characteristics of Christ put on as both people, mm-hmm. but also that your the callings that were given to you guys as individuals, you know, not talking about each other, but as individuals are callings that line up mm-hmm. with one another. For example, if God really gave me the passion and the interest and he called me to become a musician that might travel the world and maybe a worship musician, but God really called Petey to work on houses and to build new construction because that was his calling. That wouldn't work out so well because I would be traveling the world doing what I'm doing, but he wouldn't be and we would be apart and that would not be God's perfect and best will for us. 
Right, exactly. So we need to make sure that, you know, for example, me and Christina, we both have a passion for teaching God's word. We both want to do want the same things, our callings, even apart from marriage, forgetting about that. If we were to never marry, we would have still be doing the same kind of things that we are doing now, even just together. So we need to make sure that our callings do align with this person, that our interests align as well. Because when our callings align, we can strengthen each other. We can build each other up and we can do things together that we both love. And we can go further for the kingdom in that specific area that God has called each of us individually, but now both of us together. Exactly. And, you know, with that, you want to also make sure that this person is being responsible about their callings, about their Mm -hmm. lives and about their responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You know, as a man, you know, we as men, we have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to be able to take care of a wife one day when we marry her. So if you know if you're looking at a man, is he displaying that mm-hmm. desire to be responsible about that? About is he mm-hmm. you know is he looking for a job or does he have a job able to support you? Is he responsible mm-hmm. with money? You know, is she also being mm-hmm. fruitful with her time and what mm-hmm. she does or Is she just an Instagram model who takes selfies all day? You know, there's that whole thing. We need to make sure that these that these people are actually um, responsible Mm -hmm. and individuals and who they are. And they're not going to squander and sit in bed all day and do nothing while you guys are supposed to be working together and building God's kingdom in whichever way he has called you to do. So now that we've talked about some good confirmations or things to look for in someone, we want to touch quickly on some big red flags. What are some things we absolutely need to have our red flags go up for when we see them? And one of the first things that we need to look out for is someone who is manipulative. In other words, someone who is going to do whatever so that they can have their way and try and maneuver you always so that they can have their way. And if you think about it, it's really a prideful behavior where which is selfish and self-seeking. Mm-hmm. So it really we need to really watch out for this one, because when someone is being manipulative, it's easy for us, especially when we're in love to not see it and to mm-hmm. not be able to notice it. But if there is a pattern of them always having their way, no matter what, and there's no way for us to even have a say in that, that's a big, massive red flag. And no matter how in love you feel, you need to make sure that this person is not busy constantly manipulating you. Because if that is happening in the beginning of a relationship before marriage, how much worse it will become once there is a marriage. Manipulation and this manipulative spirit is not the fruit of Christ. It is it is actually pretty demonic in nature. Mm-hmm. It is of the character of Satan. And we need to make sure that if we have a person like that, that we really pray about whether God wants us to marry this person. And tied in with this manipulative spirit is also a narcissistic spirit. Or even what they might do is called gaslighting. So I would encourage you to look that up just to use wisdom. If you see someone like that and maybe you were finding them attractive and you were looking at pursuing a relationship with them, but you start to see these things, I would really caution you to put a halt on that. Because like PD says, if they're already exhibiting these things now, it will become worse in a marriage. And believe me, you do not want to start a marriage, which is lifelong that way. One thing that can happen in manipulation or when someone is manipulative is that whether as the man or as the woman, but sometimes especially as the woman, we can start to feel and take the blame for everything. 
And that can cause a lot of destruction emotionally and spiritually as well. So this is another reason why we really need to know the Father's voice so well so that we will have that spirit of discernment to see this in someone and to stay far away from it. And then one of the next things that we want to mention that we ought to look out for is if the relationship from the beginning and throughout where it is right now has always been about number one, lust Mm -hmm. and infatuation. In other words, the whole relationship is not as based on love for the person. And this can go both ways or either way. Even if one person is exhibiting this, it's an issue, but rather a lustful desire towards another person as the number one um, drive. But I want to tell you right now that infatuation is not love. Infatuation looks for what it can get, not for what it can give. And it's very focused on the now. It is not deep and eternal and unchanging. Love is more about action. Infatuation is more about feelings, which is as changing as the wind. One day you love this person, the next day or the next month, actually you don't love them anymore. You really love someone else because they're cuter, they're whatever. Real, true love will love someone no matter if, well, they didn't look so hot today. But that's okay because I love who they are. True love is based on something much more than just physical attraction alone and feelings alone. It's based on something much deeper. It's looking for that strong character and spiritual maturity in the Lord so that you can walk alongside that person in the Lord and further his kingdom. And so when you are looking for someone, examine your heart as well and and also look at that person and how they're pursuing a relationship with you. Are the motives one of lust or infatuation for the fun of the moment? Or is it real, true, deep love as grounded in scriptural concepts? Because if we're in this relationship and we're looking at pursuing a relationship, us or the other party, for the the fun of the moment or because we find them physically attractive or hot or cute, our focus is wrong and we're in it for the wrong reasons. We're looking to play games, which I will warn you, if you're doing it for yourself, that self-seeking, that selfish motive, which is what infatuation is, because you're looking to see what you can get, that that stroke in the back, that, that acceptance, that love, you are hurting the other person because you're not looking for anything that is long lasting, that is real. You're looking for what you can get for yourself. And this also applies to the other person. If they're acting like they love you, but they're really trying to see what they can get because their motives are wrong and selfish, it will hurt you. It's not real love. So be wary and I'll just caution you to watch out for that as well. But one thing that is important in this same vein, if this other person that you notice they're interested in a relationship for the wrong reasons. And it's more of an infatuation, more they're they're playing games, they're not making a commitment to you. They're they're acting in this way that's not responsible and is not going against your spirit what the word of God says is good. There might be other issues going on. There might be certain things in their own personal life that is off. There might be secret sins that would cause destruction to a future relationship and to a marriage that they need to work out with God first before they pursue anything else. And if this is you, I would say go to the Father right now and any secrets, any sins, anything that He places on your heart, any secrets at all, that you will go to Him, you'll confess them, you'll repent, and He will forgive you if you turn away from that, just run away from that, so you can start afresh, so that when you go into a relationship, you can be starting with a fresh slate, you can bring something beautiful into that, and to not bring anything that would not be good, 
productive or beneficial to hurt something or someone else. There is nothing secret that won't be revealed later on. Mm -hmm. So it's not worth trying to keep secrets. And if when we would, if you think that the other person does mm -hmm. have some sort of secret, it is would be helpful to ask the father to and mm -hmm. pray about it so the father would reveal it and he will then do that for you so you, mm -hmm. your eyes can be opened if there's anything you need to see and i also just want to mm -hmm. add on this that you know if we are starting out in the beginning stages mm -hmm. of a relationship and there is a lot of confusion if there is a lot of uncertainty about how this person feels of me about you know what does this mean he mm -hmm. did this she did that what does this mean what does that mean if there is a ton of that and really they're not being clear mm -hmm. when you ask for clarity, mm -hmm. then we really need to take a step back. And that is kind of a red flag. I found that personally, you know, people, um, if, it is, if it is meant to be between two people, then things go smoothly. Things work out. There isn't a ton of confusion. Mm -hmm. There isn't um, all this stuff. That is the God doesn't bring confusion, but the enemy does. Mm -hmm. And if the relationship, the whole thing about this relationship is that it's just confusing from front to end, it's probably not of God. And it's mm -hmm. probably just a waste of time for you. So it's really important to then, if that case, if that's the case, lift us up to the Father. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a helpful prayer is simply, Lord, if this is not the person for me, take them out. Take them away. But if this is my wife, is the, if this is my husband, let there be clarity and let this work out. But if this thing just keeps going on and there's no real progress, it's not worth wasting time on because there will, not, will be simply clarity when it is the right person. Mm -hmm. So if someone is displaying many of the traits or even some or a few of the traits that we've been describing in this video, it's really worth taking a step back, like Christina said. Mm -hmm. And really prayerfully considering this with the father. Mm -hmm. But if you were to decide to go ahead anyway and marry someone who is a lukewarm person, there's just a few things that I want to warn you about with mm -hmm. how this will probably go. Mm -hmm. If we go ahead and marry someone who is not on the same spiritual level as we, but rather who is a lukewarm Christian who isn't mm -hmm. quite there yet, we can try and go into this relationship thinking that we they will one day get there. Mm. We, we can think that they we have, we'll have this hope that Jesus will marry now, but you know they'll listen to me later and later they'll come to God and they'll come ahead. Mm. While they may very well come to the Father and get on fire for Him in 10 or 20 years, the 10 or 20 years that it's going to take for you to get there is going to be an extremely hard road. A road where you will oftentimes feel alone in your pursuit of the truth. You will feel frustrated because your values aren't aligned. You will feel frustrated because he wants you want to keep the commandments of God and he doesn't or she doesn't. You're going to feel a great disconnect in your relationship and your marriage will suffer in many ways because of that. And so many marriages face even divorce because there is such an incompatibility on one side or the other because one person is not sold out for God. And, I, and look, brothers and sisters, we are not talking about them calling themselves just a Christian. We are talking about what it really means to be a Christian and that is to be sold out. And if they're displaying things like if they're still watching pornography, if they're displaying traits like we've discussed here and things like that, they're simply not worth wasting your time 
on, to be honest. And me and Christina, we would never, if we were, before we were married, we would never even consider wasting a second on someone who is displaying any one of the traits that we are being discussing in this video because that would be irresponsible. Because they would be keeping us back from the calling that God has called me to. The calling God has called Christina to as individuals. And guess what that would have done? If I would have settled for someone else, for someone not on Christina's spiritual maturity level, guess what? We wouldn't be together. And we would not be um, able to to manifest God's kingdom in our marriage and our lives to and together and individually like the way we can today. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? That person will drag you down. That person will um, impact your personal relationship with God because you won't be you're supposed to grow together. You're supposed to have a marriage that allows you to grow together closer to the Father and not push each other even further away or even have one pushing the other one further away. Instead of being able to run further hands in hand, the other person you'll find will pull you back. Instead of running the race you were called to run with the callings God has given you, you'll find yourself, your relationship with God being estranged. You'll, you'll find difficulties arising because of that relationship, that marriage that you pursued, because of the feeling of love, because of the desire for acceptance, but because you desired that more than seeking God's guidance and following His calling for your life, which is pursuing Him first, and then He will reveal the person that He would like you to walk side by side with, because they will be equally yoked with you, and they will be able to run side by side with you. They will build you up. They will love you like Yeshua loves, so you both can further the kingdom together. Feelings and all these things are temporary. They come and go, but the truth of God's word stands. And if someone is not walking in the solid truth of his word, then that is simply who they are. And that is what you're marrying. You are not marrying for a feeling. You're not marrying for this. You're marrying for someone who has action behind who they are and action that is in accordance and in line with God's word. Not someone who is tossed and born aside like way with the waves and winds of doctrine and who's changing their mind every other day and who's like that, but someone who is solid, someone who's not going to be someone different tomorrow, but is going to be the same person today as who you're marrying as the, as the person you're going to be tomorrow and then the day they're after and in 10 years and in 20 years because guess what marriage is permanent it is the rest of your life and there's no turning back because you change your mind along the way. Marriage is a covenant supposed to be permanent. Mm-hmm. So brothers and sisters, we need to make this decision with that weight on our mind that this is permanent and this is not just something I can turn around and change my mind about. So I'm not going to go into this thing for because I want to get at someone. I'm going to I've got some trauma. I've got some feelings. I've got some what issues. I'm going to go into this because I'm whole and that person is whole and we're going to be whole together for the kingdom of God so we can glorify his kingdom. And that is what marriage is supposed to be. So guys, thank you so much for sticking through this teaching. May God bless you and keep you. I hope that this blessed you and opened your eyes and mind about what to look for in someone before you put the ring on the finger or before you allow him to put the ring on your finger. This is super important. Please share this with your friends and uh, so that we may share the truth of God's word and so that we can then prevent marriages from failing before they even started. We pray this in the name of Yeshua and we hope you have an amazing day. Blessings and shalom.